and Soul Center of Light. My name is Ron Marshall, and I'm a licensed practitioner and founding member at Heart and Soul, and I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we're taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within so that it may be our guide during this time of change. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is safe and sacred space. So if you're willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has happened up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment to notice the path that your breath takes through your body. While the path that our breath takes, like each of us, is unique, every breath is part of the one breath, which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath and to offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you're in. To do so, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the surface beneath. You might gently rub your palms together and begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. When you're ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating a safe and sacred container of love for our service this morning. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times of change to spend more time being still and renewing our relationship with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever, wherever, and however possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. soul and welcome to our Sunday virtual service. Today is Sunday, January 24th. My name is Sonia Russell. I am a licensed practitioner and proud founding member here at Heart and Soul. It is my great pleasure to welcome you and let you know how you can be fully engaged at Heart and Soul Center of Light. I want to let you know and or remind you that our theme for 2021 is Adventures in Faith Rise Up. We are presently enjoying the daily read of Emmett Fox, Around the Year with Emmett Fox. Today, January 24th, is on the Law of Relaxation. We invite you into that read, family. We also invite you to stay connected in all the ways there are to stay connected, including Facebook, YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel, Instagram, Twitter, and all of the various podcasts uh, platforms. We also will let, wanted to let you know that there will be an opportunity for you to give in community at the end of service, but you can give anytime by visiting our website or texting to give. You can also get all of our opportunities to be engaged, as well as any videos and slides that are shown right in your email box by signing up for our recap at heartsoulcenter.org slash sign up. And I invite you, of course, to be continued in our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners are doing a weekly 
book study with Around the Year with Emmett Fox, an opportunity to be in community together on Mondays. And it happens every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. You can join by simply visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review. That will take you right into the Zoom meeting. We invite you to spend some great quality time in community together, family. And come sing with us, introducing our Heart and Soul Rise Up virtual choir for Easter 2021. Sessions are going to go from February 9th to March 30th. Uh, That is eight consecutive Tuesdays. You must register by Tuesday the 9th to participate. And you can register by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash virtualchoirreg. Imagining Justice is happening on Wednesdays, hosted by our own Valerie Joy and David. We are excited that this Wednesday, IJ's Voices and Visions of Anointed Activists uh, project, Where Are We Going, includes visioning with our own beloved Reverend Angelo Allen. So come and make sure you're spending time with us, family. That meditation, that session begins at meditation with begins with meditation at 6.15 p.m. Pacific. On Thursday, Tammy Hall is live from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific via Facebook Live. She is a virtuoso and a beloved member of Heart and Soul. And so we invite you to spend time uh, online with Tammy and to tip generously. And while we are no longer premiering any pop videos we invite you to get a pop anytime by visiting our YouTube channel for Reverend Andriette's vlog, Point of Power. There's also, we are introducing our Point of Power, or excuse me, we're introducing our Power of Prayer pop. Uh, power of Prayer for such a time as this is on-demand laser prayer on topics that touch our lives, our health and healing, love relationships, money, prosperity, family, and more. These prayers are spoken by the Heart and Soul Prayer and Care Circle, and you can begin listening to those podcasts by visiting any of the ways in which you listen to podcasts, but have a 24-7, 365 opportunity for prayer. Uh, you can also visit anchor.fm slash heart, soul, center. We recently moved. And if you're considering a gift for our new church home, gift cards are a great idea. You can get one from any of these familiar retailers. You can also visit heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list to check out our Amazon wish list. And I invite you into being present family for our opportunity to recite our vision We like to ensure that we are grounded in this as this is who we endeavor to be on the planet. And so together, family, we are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. And so, family, now I invite you to find your breath. Allow ourselves to be fully present in this moment as we are touching and agreeing 
as we remember to remember that God is all that there is. All that there ever has been is God. All that there ever will be is God. The same force that kept us while we slept and woke us this morning is that which rose the sun, that which brings the rain. It is that which beats our heart and circulates our blood. The same force that encircles the entire planet. We are born of this perfection, of this oneness, of this divine intelligence. God is, we are, and all is well. And so it is from this place of knowing, this place of trusting, this place of deep abiding faith that I, Sonia, speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community, giving thanks in advance for our heart's desires being made manifest. Knowing that today and every day we have the opportunity to be and see love, to experience that which allows us to be present in everyone, to know the light, to know the goodness, to know that God is present in every person, every place, and every situation, regardless of the appearance of things. I know, and I know that I know that the infinite is always working through us as us allowing each and every one of us to be here perfectly holy and completely and I know that we get to experience that goodness that love we get to experience health and wellness we get to experience prosperity and abundance we get to experience all that is God all that we are all that is the perfection of each and every moment. And so I'm giving thanks. I'm giving thanks for knowing the truth of each and every one of us as one with the infinite. I'm giving thanks that each of us has the opportunity to know this divine love, to know this divine peace, to accept it as our beingness, our isness, our allness. I am giving thanks that Heart and Soul Center of Light continues to be a beacon of love and that we have the opportunity to serve. I am grateful for everyone that serves this ministry, for our practitioners and our sacred servants, for our ministers and our board, for our beloved Reverend Andriette saying yes, and then saying yes again, and then saying yes again. I am grateful, family, this day and every day to be a part of this beloved community and for the good sense to be grateful. And so it is in perfect gratitude that I simply release this word into the law. I know that it is done and done well in God. I allow it to be so now and forevermore. And so it is. Mr. President, Dr. Biden, Madam Vice President, Mr. Emhoff, Americans, and the world. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. In the norms and notions of what just is, 
isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert. How could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised but whole, benevolent but bold, fierce and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change 
our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the wind-swept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked South. We will rebuild reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid the new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it.
Oh, heart and soul. That was the Chicago Children's Choir bringing us Believe in Love. Y'all know I have never met a lyric that I couldn't work with. <laughs> and so I just want to, to highlight for you because who we are, let me just establish the very nature of heart and soul, our, our foundation, the truth of our being would mean that we naturally believe in love. How are you gonna be heart and soul and not believe in love? And so this is a song for us. Part of the lyric says, the power is ours to make this world better. There is no greater hour to get ourselves together. Come on, some of y'all are hearing the message, the call on your life and your being. We can't do it alone. alone. That's why we sing this song. There is more we can achieve if we just believe in love. There's so much more we can do if our hearts stay true to love. And that's how we begin. That's me throwing down the gauntlet, if you will. As if our, there's so many proud mamas and papas and aunties and uncles who are just claiming Amanda Gorman as our own in every way, shape, or form, even though most of us had no idea who Amanda Gorman was before the inauguration. But that is forever changed and rightfully so. Rightfully so. What her, the name of her inaugural poem is, the hill, the hill We Climb. And in my mind, if you're looking at the screen right now, this is the hill we climb. It's our adventure in faith. It's this call to rise up. Even in her poem, she says, we rise. We will rise, we will rise, she declares it. And this is exactly, I'm just saying that for such a time as this, it does not require that we be prophetic in order to know what time it is and what's required of us. And so we are likewise heeding the call of our young poet laureate to rise up. So we've declared it for this year. We're honoring that this is an adventure in faith. And if you listened, and, and I'm going to remind you of pieces and parts of the poem, we, The Hill We Climb, because it's a part of our adventure in faith. So our young poet laureate, our dear young sister Amanda Gorman, who's a wordsmith, a change maker, She's the youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history. On my planet, she stands in courage, in clarity, with charisma and wisdom. And so we, we want to have a listening. We want to, to shift our energy in a way. I know there's some of us who, who have a hard time hearing young'uns, and I'm going to ask us to get that handled because there's some wisdom coming our way, and often what blocks it is that it doesn't sound the way we sound. 
it doesn't, she was able to bridge that, but the young folks don't have to do that in order for, we to, for us to listen. We must shift our, our listening capabilities so that we can hear the wisdom of the young, so that we can honor their courage, so that we can, so that we can align with their clarity. She's made it easy for us. But our challenge, as you know, for this year and for the new us of this year, you know, for many of us, we start the year declaring the new me for the new year. The idea here is that our work is to turn what we know is right into righteous action. Now, you know, when I first brought this to you, I told you that I'd received it as a greeting card and tweaked it just slightly, but it had this similar look with the adinkra symbols and the message. And now we've seen the world show us how important this is, that what we know is right is what we must turn to. We can be in the world, but not of it. Because we must be about righteous action to walk toward the light of truth with no fear so that this new year, this year, 2021, will be a year of positive change. Now, hear me clearly, we're on an adventure in faith. So this isn't a skip to, me, skip to Maloo year of positive change. This isn't just a, I'm going to declare it and there it is. This is where I'm going to have to declare it throughout the day. I'm going to have to declare it upon rising, upon going to bed. I'm going to have to shift my life in ways that I hadn't thought that I would. And John, 1 John 4 and 4, there's this message for us. We are of God. And we have overcome. There's a lot. We're all standing on the shoulders of ancestors. And we are, we are knowing that we've come through. There's not a one of us that hasn't been through the test and hasn't emerged with a testimony. So we have overcome. <laughs> Why? Because greater is the divine. Greater is he that is in us than that that is in the world. So it's, in, it, in my mind, this is putting the order of things in their righteous order. It's saying, well, let me do it like this, that I'm a Berkeley girl. I am literally from Berkeley. Grew up in Berkeley. And so those of us that are from Berkeley, we have, and those of you who aren't kind of have a sense of how we are, <laughs> they go, oh, are you from Berkeley? And, and if you're from Brooklyn, you know what being from Brooklyn is like. You know there's a whole thing that goes with that. The pe folks from Chi-Town, there's the thing that goes with that. But in the final analysis, all of that is more recent. Because the truth is that we are all from source. That we are all from the divine, from the all in all, from the living one, from the strong one. We have, whatever you call it, it don't care, I don't care. Just make sure you're calling it something. That our origin is clear. That we are of the divine. The divine is of us. 
There is no separation. That's the whole idea of oneness. That you cannot separate God out, the divine out, source out from us. So, so here's what I think it's saying. It's saying that, that because, when we realize where we're from for real, so I'm claiming being from Berkeley, but before that, I am from the all and all, from source. And so even though I'm acting, talking like I'm from Berkeley, behaving like a Berkeley girl, there's a greater calling on my life. Greater is the divine that is in me than that that is in the world. And so I have an opportunity to choose. You see, I believe that because we are from source, and just as I told you, that believe in love, whether we ever say it aloud, is the heart and soul calling. That could be one of our many theme songs. But as we back it up and discern and determine and honor that we are from the divine, from all source, from the very love that is the divine, that is God, we realize that what else could we possibly believe in if we go honor where we're from? And some of us have enough kind of um, connection with the city and region and area that we're from that, that we defend that. And I'm going to ask us to go back a little further, go back to source and begin to defend and stand in. I'm from the divine. I'm from the all in all. I'm from the knower of all. I'm from the divine source of everything, the love of God. Because if being from Oakland or Chi-Town or Brooklyn or wherever you claim you're from, if that can get your shoulders back and your head up and a little attitude, well, then knowing the truth of your origin ought to work it all out. I'm just saying something this morning. It's this notion of acting like you know where you're truly from. And then there's the, to me, that's, that's if you will, more the, the macro of my intention today. But then I heard, an inter I watched an interview with our young sister, Amanda Gorman, where the interviewer asked her, because, well, here's, here's the thing that, that I know so well, and I get it, that, and in fact, if you watch and listen to old recordings, old, uh, earlier recordings of Amanda Gorman, you can hear, or I can at least hear, her speech impediment. Because I grew up with a speech impediment, so I recognize that when the challenge, even now, those of you who know me well can see when I'm choosing a new word because I realize that the word that is there for me to say, I cannot say it because I cannot say it correctly, I cannot say it clearly, because I'm in a space where I recognize that that, that, that bit of a speech impediment that, that um, interrupts my ability to, to clearly organize this whole speech system in a way that is intended that I'm left to finding something, a synonym, that I can pronounce. There are some of you who've tried to work with me and tell me that I'm not even going to 
gonna tell you what my letter in the alphabet is, but some of you have tried to coach me, and I just, I allow that, I get it. But there are those words that in the moment of being free and on mic that are so challenging. So I recognize, so I have a tremendous affinity for this sister, a tremendous affinity. And the interviewer asked her essentially, did having a speech impediment lead you to poetry? And she essentially answered this way. I just transcribed it. She said, I hear this strong, self-assured voice when reading. And what that told me, what when she realized that she, when she's reading her poem, she realizes that that's a different voice. You, and I'm connecting it with 1 John 4 and 4. That the one within is greater than the one without. So she recognizes that there's a power in her inner voice. So I'm come today to say, listen to the inner voice. There's a lot of outer voices trying to tell you what to do, be, and have. But it's the power of the inner voice. And when she realized that, that it was that she heard the power of the inner over the voice of the folks of what other folks might hear that there was something else going on on the inside. I hope you understand what I'm talking about this morning. I know it maybe isn't for everybody because some of y'all just speak and have never had to think about what happens when you open your mouth. For those of us who stuttered or had a speech impediment, that's not so for us. She said the only thing, and this, oh, this hit me, because we call it a speech impediment. And her response was, the only thing that can impede me is me. And I said, oh, hello. Go on with your young wisdom. Set the elder straight. Because I still have an awareness that sometimes I call it, I'm, I recognize it. I, even if I don't use the word and say it aloud, I'm operating as if I'm honoring a speech impediment <laughs> which means that it's impeding something, my ability. And she's like, ah, the only thing, Auntie Andriette, that can impede you is you. I'm like, thank you, daughter. Thank you. I needed that. But, but look, I'm just, I'm, I've blended in our young sister, Amanda. I, my intention was to talk to you about the beloved community. And so I'm going to do a little bit of that with the time that I have because the, her words and her consciousness blend so beautifully with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, borrowed notion of the beloved community, which is a global vision. Y'all know that, well, you may not, so allow me to say that Centers for Spiritual Living, Heart and Soul Center of Light, is an affiliate of the international organization and movement of Centers for Spiritual Living. And their global vision includes that we see a world that works for all. That is essentially the beloved community. The beloved community, the, the, uh, at least as Dr. King uh, uh, articulated it, 
is that global vision of a world that works for all. He added detail. He added strategy. He added specifics to it. And so my sense is, the truth is, I don't know what I'm doing next week, but I think I'm coming back and talking some more about the beloved community. But right now, I just want to lay a little track around that because Dr. King says, and, and I'm wanting you to, well, I'm going to help you out. Don't worry about it. Dr. King says, our goal is to create a beloved community. Our adventure in faith is to create a beloved community, first of all, in our own consciousness. Because it's not going to be one in the world until there's one within us, in me, in you. He says, and this, this creation of a beloved community will require a qualitative change in our souls as well as a quantitative change in our lives. We're going to be on an adventure in faith to accomplish this because we're going to have to change, and that's usually what's in the way of whatever it is that we're up to or whatever it is that we desire to be up with, up to as we, we're like, oh, I'm all in. Until you say, well, now you're going to have to change. Oh, well, I'm going to get back to you. Because I was planning on having different outcomes, but being exactly the same. And if you have studied here for 20 minutes, by now you already realize that that's an impossibility. We will not have a shift until we have changed. Whoa. Dr. King, now he spoke about this in a number of occasions and wrote about it. So there are excerpts in, in different ones of his books, but this is what he says, and I love that from 1959. The way of acquiescence leads to moral and spiritual suicide. Now, you know, I've been up here last week. I was up here crying and carrying on, and it was part of what I was, I wanted to convey was this, this moderate, the white, white moderates and, and want to be allies with the acquiescence and the, the, the lukewarm, the tempered engagement that manifest as, what's your rush, y'all? Can't you just be patient? And, and it makes us think, just so y'all know, what we're thinking is, are you really asking us to wait 400 more years? What? And the clock really didn't start 400 years ago, just so you know. So that's just, we just like pick that number because it's a nice round number, but I'm just like, what, what would be the date? What exactly would be the date? when we would have a critical mass agreement that we're going to give up the foolishness of separation and discrimination and get on with the business of the beloved community, of oneness. He says the way of violence leads to bitterness in the survivors. Can I just say January 6th and not say nothing more? 
the brutality, he says the way of violence, January 6th, leads to bitterness in the survivors and brutality in the destroyers. He says, but the way of nonviolence leads to redemption and the creation of the beloved community. Baby, we got work to do. We have work to do. Our young sister poet laureate offers us these ideas. Now, you heard them when she read it, but I, I want you to hear it in the context of the beloved community. I want you to hear the similar voice, the similar wisdom, the courage to say what's so. She said, we're striving to forge a union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. Because I was already studying the beloved community and wanting to continue my excuse me, my sharing about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I immediately recognized young sis is talking about the beloved community. She is calling it forth. She's invoking it in her own way. Aware or not does not matter to me. She says, and so we lift our gazes, not to what stands between us, come on, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms, January 6th. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Dr. King says, but the end is but the end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. The end is the creation of the beloved community. See, that's where she's going as well. This hill we climb, once we've climbed the hill, we're in the beloved community, in consciousness. Oh, I hope y'all get them. Okay, all right. So he says that, that it is this type of spirit her type of spirit, your type of spirit, this type of love that is inclusive and accepting that can transform opposers into friends. Many of us can give testimony to this, that we know folks. And okay, sorry. Stay with the talk, Andrea. Okay. All right. Because there's something. Okay, somebody remind me. Deb, remind me. Uh, Karen's. Remind me. Good. Um, all right. It is this type, of, this notion of transforming opposers into friends means we have to have a consciousness of that. We must set an intention of that. We must have a willingness to communicate, to, to bridge the divide. He says it is this type of understanding goodwill that will transform the deep gloom of the old age into the exuberant gladness of the new age. This is the hill we must climb. This is our, and we must take it as an adventure in faith. <laughs> Just then I got a picture of me, you know, as a youngster. And our, my mother you know, just had high intentions. And 
So it was forever that she was, she had something for me to do, some place for me to go, something for me to participate in, something for me to recite, something for me to say, somebody for me to talk to. And so often I had that whole, oh, why I have to do it? And it's, but that's not, that's not how we're taking this adventure in faith. This ain't that. And I know sometimes we, well, I've already done some forgiveness work. Why? Uh-uh, you're not done. When it's all healed, we'll know we're done. We'll know the prayer. We've got to keep praying till it's done. We're going to keep forgiving till it's done. We're going to keep showing up knowing the truth. Yes, doing our work. He says it is this love which will bring about miracles in the hearts of men, of humanity. This is why we are doing what we're doing. That he wrote in 1956. Come on, I'm just, I'm just saying, by now, come on, let's just get on the good foot and, and do this thing. But I guess my favorite part, I got so many little favorite parts, but, but this is my most favorite, one of my most favorite parts of um, Sister Gorman's The Hill We Climb. And I want you to hear this. She says, one, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy. Oh, see, that's an advanced understanding. She says, love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. You know, that's why I'm in this game. Whatever the game is that I'm playing, I have a vision that the youngsters, there's a point in time where a black child will say, what is segregation? What is, what is discrimination? I hear y'all talking about, what is that? And not because they're disconnected from the current reality asking, and not because they have a limited vocabulary asking, but because there are no examples in the world to draw from. When I read from Dr. King's letter from a Birmingham jail, he, he lays it out about how you have to talk to the children. How do you explain to them being left out because of the color? How did, there, there's no language to explain that to anybody you love. Now, if, now with, with, from a filter of hate, folks say anything. But from a filter of love, how do you, how do you communicate that clearly? I don't want anybody to have to. So I dream of a day and I have this vision that I'm doing my part that will bring about the miracles in the heart of humanity. That there's a part for me to do. It's not every part. So just because I got a part don't mean you can be like, oh, she going to do that part. No, there's a part for everybody. Everybody that's here. If you're here tomorrow morning, you still got a part. If you're not here, you're off the hook. But if you're here tomorrow morning drawing air, 
breathing it in, breathing it out, even if it requires some assistance. If you are here and drawing breath in any way, shape, or form, there's more for you to do. There's more for you to be, there's more for you to do, there's more for you to have. It simply is the law. She ends that piece with saying, so let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with. That's for us. That's for us absolutely to do. Oh, this notion of the beloved community is the bottom line. That's what she's talking about. Let us leave behind a beloved community. She says a country better than the one. That's the beloved community. Centers for Spiritual Living says, we see a world that works for all, all. That's the beloved community. That's the very basis of that. And I believe it. I don't know that we, any of us has ever seen it. We certainly have not seen it everywhere. But we've caught glimpses of it. We've seen groups together that were unlikely. We've seen liaisons and collaborations and friendships that we're like, how did those two people get together? They are so unlikely. But they are being a demonstration for us. They are being exemplars, if you will, of how we can be with each other. Regardless, not regardless, including our perceived differences. Differences in beliefs, differences in our actions, differences in our culture, differences in our awareness, but we work together because we're in this together. Yeah? I want to end with our sister's closing for her beautiful poetic work. There is always light if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it, we'll realize that it all fades into God. That in our pain and there inside our weakness is the seed of something greater. Only if we're brave enough to know it.
In today's world especially, it's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing. And we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life, planting in a beautiful place like the heart and soul center of light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Thank you, Mary Morrissey, and thank you, Reverend Andriette, for reminding us that at Heart and Soul Center of Light, we are about the business of the beloved community. Through our prayer, through our meditation, through our recognition that a world that works for everyone is absolutely possible and inevitable. We know we have work to do, and some of that work happens through your support of Heart and Soul through gracious giving. You can graciously give to Heart and Soul by sending a check or money order to Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online at our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And while you're there, you can even set up your giving to happen on a recurrent basis in the uh, timing and the amount that you want to happen automatically, or you can give a one-time gift. Last but not least, my favorite way to give is simply to text the word give to 510-500-5849. Whatever way you choose to give is absolutely right and perfect, and we are so thankful for your gift. And it's also important that we maintain the proper consciousness in our giving so that our gift will be the blessing that we need it to be in the world. Therefore, we bless our gift. I invite you, wherever you are in the world, to take your gift in hand right now and maybe place it right over your heart. Or otherwise, place your hand over your heart, knowing the greatest gift there could ever be is the gift of life that's beating right under your hand as we say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source. Thank you, Revelo. Family, this is my opportunity to remind you how to continue to be engaged. Beginning with tomorrow, Monday, and every Monday at 6.30 p.m., we're 
walking through around the year with Emmett Fox. Uh, it's a great opportunity to be in community. And you can simply visit heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review to join. Beginning on February 9th, uh, we will have our Heart and Soul Rise Up virtual choir for Easter. Those sessions begin uh, on the 9th at 7 p.m. Pacific time and will occur for eight consecutive Tuesdays. You need to register for the the sessions, so we want to make sure that you visit heartsoulcenter.org slash virtual choir reg. You can also find this on our website. Imagining Justice is happening on Wednesday, hosted by Valerie Joy and David. This Wednesday, IJ's Voices and Visions of Anointed Activists Project, Where Are We Going? A Visioning with our beloved Reverend Angelo. Make sure that you are with us. The session begins at 6.15 p.m. with meditation. Tammy Hall is live on Thursdays from 6 to 8 via Facebook Live. Please make sure that you are supporting our sister and that you are tipping generously. We recently moved, and if you're considering a gift for our church home, gift cards are a great idea. You can use one, we could use one for any of these familiar retailers. We also have an Amazon wish list at heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list. Heart and Soul supports Marcus Books, the oldest independently owned black bookstore in the country. You can shop Marcus Books by visiting bookshop.org slash shop slash Marcus Books. And we're supporting Kingston 11. You can visit them at Kingston 11 Eats. They have Jamaican cuisine at the town's gathering space. The Heart and Soul Youth and Family, we have two um, arms of our youth and family, as it were. The Pulse meets ages 13 to 18 meets on Zoom at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on Sundays. You can email the Pulse at heartsoulcenter.org to gain access And our youth and family village, ages 4 to 12, are doing asynchronous learning with videos that can be found at heartsoulcenter.org slash watchyfe. We know family that prayer works for everything, and group prayer is available following service via teleconference about 10 minutes after the conclusion of service, as well as on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And we are inviting, while we're no longer doing premiering pop, you have an opportunity to get a pop anytime, Reverend Andrea's Point of Power vlog, by visiting our YouTube channel. And we're introducing our Power of Prayer, an additional pop uh, for such a time as this, on-demand laser prayer on topics that touch our lives, health, healing, love, relationships, money, and more. And they're spoken by our amazing Heart and Soul Prayer and Care Circle. You can find it on all of the podcasts in which you find yourself frequenting. You can also get started at anchor.fm slash heart soul center. And I want to remind you that we are very proud of our beloved Reverend Andriette and the way she is showing up in the world, including her presence in the February Science of Mind magazine. She already has a monthly column that she's been doing for a while now, but the cover story for the February um, Science of Mind magazine is on Mother Harriet, and our beloved Reverend Andriette has penned that story. So we're inviting you to make sure that you tell your friends, you tell your family about getting connected with heart and soul, and pick up a copy of the Science of Mind magazine. And I'd like to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andriette. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. I am just, I'm always jazzed that, that y'all show up. I am... You know, even the introvert in me is like really missing everybody and all of the opportunities that we used to have to be together. So I just want to remind you 
that if you would please, as you log on either via Zoom or Facebook or uh, via YouTube to let us know where you are. That They get that information to me and I just beam with it because I just imagine, um, you know, folks in different places. This is very, this is a very different time and experience for us. So I just want to acknowledge those of you who are in the, the greater Bay Area, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area, thank you for tuning in and participating in the service. And we also have with us today some folks in Aurora, Colorado, and Tucson, Arizona, and Lahaina, Maui, uh, in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, Salida, California, and Charlotte, North Carolina, Clovis, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Boston, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Royal Virginia, Detroit, Michigan, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Jaco, Costa Rica, in New York City, and Salvador, Bahia, Brazil. Also, just thank you for being with me. I don't get to see you. I'm grateful that you're tuning in and and see me and what we're up to. So thank you so much for that. This is a time, we are preparing for Easter. Well, we have so much that's happening in between, but I just want to, to remind you and also put a plug in. Because it's going to be a virtual choir, wherever you are, you can be a part of it. And we're going to do our best to have everybody sound good. Let me just say, I know that it's very different singing virtually because it's just you on that mic. But we have, we have ways, and we just want to support everybody who wants to be a part of it and being a part of it. So you know the sessions begin February 9th, and it's every Tuesday for eight consecutive Tuesdays. Um, you must register by Tuesday, February 9th. I'm going to say, if you already know you're going to do it, register today at heartsoulcenter.org slash virtualchoirridge, R-E-G. So be a part of it. It's going to be a good time, and I would appreciate it. It's my ask for a heart and soul that we have a choir on Easter Sunday, and it's going to be virtual. So everybody will be safe. And we will have the benefit of that. Also, just want to highlight prayer for such a time as this. So just as Sonia said, right after our service, you can call in for that on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. But also, the new thing that I love the initiative that Heart and Solars are taking because now, although you can always get a pop video where we were doing Point of Power, those are all cataloged and available for you on demand. You now have prayer on demand. You better ask somebody about prayer on demand. Just whatever's going on for you. And you can, look at here, you can, if you're, if you're clever and want to get yourself set up, you can create your own little library of prayers, just like you have your playlist for the songs. You got your little love playlist. You got your little hangout. You got your little whatever playlist. You can have your prayer playlist play, play <laughs> and just be supported throughout whatever's going on in your life. And I just support you in that. Um, I just, you know, shout out to the folks who 
putting it together. I just am so grateful that we're making prayer available for such a time as this. And it means that these prayers stay in the media forever. And on your little smartphone, you know, I encourage you to have your little smart devices do something smart. And if you roll over and hit something and it starts praying, that's a smartphone right there. That's a smart one right there. You know, I'm just saying that that's a smart thing to do. So look, Ricky Byers just sang for us that no mistakes have been made in God. That all the ways that we seem to fail in God all fail. And so I just want to begin there in acknowledging that there's one life. And it's God. And within that life, it all fades to love, to health and well-being, to joy, to peace. That all of the machinations in life, that in this moment, each of us can know, and I'm standing in the gap willing to know for each of us that there is one life, the living one, the strong one, one breath that is breathing absolutely each and every one of us, regardless of who we are, or where we are, or what we've done, or what we haven't done. We are all being breathed by the breath of the living one, the strong one. And we are breathing the breath of the living one, the strong one. We are living the life of the divine, even as the life of the divine is living us. And so we know, or I am knowing for each and every one of us, that right where we are is perfect. That whatever it is we're going through, that too will fade away. Like the last thing, that it all fades into God. That it all fades into the infinite possibility of something else unfolding. In that no matter what is going on or how it seems in the moment, that right in this very same moment, coexisting is the infinite possibility of a shift of the desired outcome of the answered prayer so I speak this word right now that we have the courage that we have the courage the fortitude the absolute unmitigated gall and gumption to stand heroically with courage knowing that something else is not just possible but certain it all fades into God Oh, I stand today just declaring health and well-being. I declare, I command a peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that none of us has words for. That we just are bathed in, that we're washed in the divine love of God. An understanding beyond our current understanding. 
that we're left with an acceptance of the divine, that we're left with an acceptance of life and humanity, that we are experiencing unconditional love. Bubbling over in our heart of hearts that right where we are right now, there's a divine shift, that in that shift, more health, more well-being, in that shift, more peace, in that shift, more joy. That we're creating the space for it in our consciousness. Often called in our heart. Oh, I know and I know that I know. That this is not just an idea. Words and a prayer that this is the truth. I know that it's not possible, that it is impossible for this word to return void that I speak it commanding a shift, a change, that this is true for everyone who brings a willingness, for everyone who meets me in a knowing, in the possibility, infinite, in the pool of infinite possibility, calling forth the shift born out of our willingness to change, our willingness to accept that right where we are, the whole perfect and complete nature of God is. And then allow it to have its full sway. How about that? That we allow it in, that we, that we have a listening, that we, we, we are open to shift and change and be more available to divine guidance, to knowing the truth about whose we are and how we are in God. Oh, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for, for the word. I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak this word. I'm grateful for knowing that there is divine principle, divine law that is already active, actively engaging this word in its outcomes, in its unfoldment. I'm grateful that all I must do now is release it. And release it I do. I release it. I let go. I let God. I release this word into the perfect activity of law. I am literally turbocharging it with my love and my willingness to know that it's done. And that it's done well. And so I simply let it be. Amen. Ashe. And so it is. We let the love, the joy, the peace wash over us and into us. We let it be. We let it make us kinder. We let it hold us together. We're going to let Ricky Byers tell you about it. You don't want to miss this.
I'm here.